Hello everybody and welcome to the Real Real Estate Rundown put on by Real Realtors. My name is James Talbot. I'm a realtor here at Keller Williams Antelope Valley. And I'm Jessica Trezuto, also a realtor here in Antelope Valley, Keller Williams. It's okay if you don't know where the Antelope Valley is. We're going to tell you. So we are realtors out of Palmdale, California. Um, sounds nice because it's California, but it's it's okay. It's okay. It's the high desert. I like it. It's the high desert. We're about, I like it. We're about an hour drive time north of Los Angeles, uh, about 60 miles uh, north of LA. It's pretty close to, to yeah. Los Angeles. We're about say. a half hour north of, the easiest way to put it is, well, where's Palmdale, where's Lancaster? Um, because Palmdale, Lancaster make up the Animal Valley. The easiest way to put it is it's either an hour north of Los Angeles by drive time. Or it's about a half hour north of Magic Mountain down in Santa Clarita. A lot of people have been there as well. You may have driven so through it context. going to L.A. Um, that's normally where I found most people have uh, figured out where Palmdale and Lancaster and is. And before moving here, I have heard of Lancaster. Um, I couldn't tell you where on the map it, it is, but yeah. um, now I have more context living down here and, and being around. So we're in the high desert. Um, the high desert, we're about 3,000 feet in elevation, give or take. Uh, we are part of the Mojave Desert. Uh, we are North LA County and Southern Kern County. Um, there's about 500,000 people in the Antelope Valley altogether, 300,000 between Lancaster and Palmdale. Um, they're actually fairly large towns, and most people don't realize that it's driving huge. through. Yeah, it's actually a fairly big valley, about, about 500,000 people. We're what you call a bedroom or commuter community. Uh, and what that is is people who can't afford L.A. move to the San Fernando Valley. Uh, people who can't afford the San Fernando and Santa Clarita Valley move up here to Lancaster, Palmdale. Cause... Now, there is that there is a downside to that. You do have the one-hour commute time. One-hour commute time without traffic. Without traffic. Without traffic. But, what about, but you can find affordable housing, so that's yeah. the good part about it. So uh, everyone knows about L.A. traffic, so if you commute down to L.A. or you commute down to the valley... Um, and the valley is the San Fernando Valley, for those of you who are from California. Um, it, with traffic, it can be a while, depending on what time you leave. My dad used to uh, commute, and he was saying if he left at if he left at 5.30, it'd take him about an hour. If he left at like 6, it would take him three hours. Mm. Just because traffic, and that's when so everyone you might, was... So you might leave a little early, yeah. but you'll be in the car less time, so bring a book, something to read yeah. when, once you get there. The trade-off is, though, you can get a... 3,000 square foot house for 350,000. Under 500,000 in yeah. California right now, I, I hear is unheard of. It's ridiculous. You look um, at you look at the Bay Area, right, because of the, the tech boom. They're, they're in a bit of a bubble, I think. I think that's unsustainable. Um, but it's I'm going up, it's going up, and yeah. um, people are cashing out on their equities. And But, they have, but because of that, they have to then leave yeah. the state. Well, like your family's planning is what a lot of people are planning is cash out and then yep. they're moving to other states. They're moving to Nevada, Texas, Arizona, um, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado. A lot of these surrounding states where you're close enough to family in California, but you don't have the cost of California. So not only the home cost in California, but the taxes and everything. You have. We have Nevada right next door and they have no state income no tax. No state income tax. So you're, you're taking home more of, of what you earn. Yeah. And then even if you move to, let's say, Arizona, who does have a state income tax, it's much lower than California's. Interesting. So let me tell you this story. Um, I posted um, our open house um, on this uh, a group page and another realtor. So it's it's a home in Palmdale for listed for under 400000 mm -hmm. I think it's 319000 I have to pull it up and I can put it in the show notes. Um, but I posted this on, you know, on the open house 
the open house flyer, I posted it, and another realtor from Texas said, wow, I didn't know that they were um, making homes under 500000 in California anymore. Yeah. And I go, yeah, you, the, it, it's not common, but you do have to drive a little bit. Um, but the, the, the main cities, they're starting, I mean, if the, it's going to go up. Yeah. It's going to keep going up, and then what? So L.A. County had 90,000, last year, 90,000 more people move out of the county than move into it. Because even if, so wow. where we're at in, in North L.A. County, we bump up against Kern County, and then we also bump up against just a little bit um, east is San Bernardino County. San Bernardino by land size is the largest county in California. Um, L.A. County, I believe, by population is the largest. Um Wow. But you you cross that that county line and gas becomes cheaper because LA County taxes are higher than San Bernardino County taxes, or even the funniest one is we have an Avenue A and that's really the start of Lancaster and the start of LA County versus Kern County. The houses on the north side, which would be the Kern County side, are cheaper than the houses on the LA County side, and it could be literally across the street. It's the name. Yeah, oh, simply because of the, the county. Name, the county. And the county Los taxes Angeles. and all that. And the well, does, doesn't everyone want to live in Los Angeles? Yeah. There's lots of things to do. There's lots of things to do with your family. Yeah, quit quit moving here. We have enough people. It's But if you're willing to make that hour drive just so you can afford a home, yeah. there are some, sacrifice, some sacrifices you can make in the short term that will give you long-term stability, long-term wealth. Right? Yeah. I know people down in LA who are paying three thousand dollars a month in rent, um, and who could who are in. I know there are people in LA paying three grand wow. in rent for a studio. Wow, you know, I was for, gonna say there's, for there's probably no walls. It's yeah. just there's a bathroom and a, maybe a kitchen yeah. or a sink and and a studio. And um, you move up here, and yeah, it's you know it's not the most exciting area. I don't know. I don't know. I can disagree with that. You can, I think you can have fun anywhere you go. You can have fun, and... but there's not, like, you, you do have to, there are times where you have to go down to L.A. to get things done, like, to do things. Um, but you're only an hour away from everything. I always joke, like, how far, how far away is that? An hour. Because it feels True. like we're an hour away from everything. True. You know, especially as a, as a sports fan, I'm an hour away from the Dodgers. I'm an hour away from the Lakers. I'm an hour away from the Rams. I'm an hour away from the LA Kings. Like, there's Anaheim Angels aren't too far. There's all and sorts I agree of sports. With you. I agree with you when you think of it like that. Is I, look how close we are to everything. And yeah. what about Vegas? Yeah, we're we can, you know from where we're at now. We're about four hours from Vegas. Um, we're about an hour to an hour and a half from the beach. Um, you're about an hour, hour and a half from um, skiing. So the mountains, like Big Bear and. Well, you're reminding me of this joke they always talk about in California where you, you can do, like, you can ski and surf, like, all in the same day. Yeah. And I think there's more to that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. If you're just willing to, to drive a little bit. If you're not from California, or if for some reason you're listening, you're not from the U.S., I don't think people understand just how, how big California actually is, though. And I understand Alaska and Texas are much, much larger. But L.A. and San Francisco are... Just to give you some context, LA and San Francisco are about a six to seven hour drive from each other. 
um, Lake Tahoe, which is where I'm actually from, to Lancaster is about a six-hour drive to cover the entire state. So if you went from maybe like Eureka, which is north, north California, it's basically the top of the state just south of Oregon, down to the state, the, the line with Mexico, down to like San Diego or some of those lower areas, it would take you a full day. Mm. Of just driving straight through, it would take a full day. It's huge. Basically yeah. the whole, or a, a chunk of the coast, Yeah, I would say. And I think that's what it is. I think everyone wants to live close to the coast. Yeah. You know, um, so if you look at LA and San Francisco, they are close. You know, I can drive to the beach or I can drive to the mountains. It's like this central location, but and you haven't even, we haven't even dipped on um, uh, the weather. Yeah. Because I think that, so, above all other factors. You're talking about the coast. If you look at the coast, if you look at um, pricing trends, uh, the ones that hold their value the best are homes on the beach. Mm. They are the best. They are the best to hold their value. Now the rest of California might get hit hard once you start moving inland, but the the best to hold value is is beach homes. Well, you know what that tells me is that we as the market value that the most. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So that's interesting to look at and pay attention to. You know, everyone wants to live on the beach, right? Yeah, I mean that's. Or not. I'm sure some don't, but that's a lot of people's dream is a beach home. But they do hold their value the best. So weather. Interesting. Yeah, weather. yeah, because so. It's, as we record this podcast, it did snow here in, in Palm It did Bay. snow here, which which doesn't happen very often. It happens once, once every few years. Now we are about thirty three hundred feet in elevation, so we're not sea level. Uh, there's a reason we call it the high desert. There is a high desert yeah. and a low desert. The high desert is Lancaster, Palmdale, Victorville, Apple Valley, Hesperia, that kind of area. So the Victor Valley and the, Apple, uh, the Antelope Valley make up the high desert. The low desert is Palm Springs, Palm Desert, some of those areas. So the Palm Springs area makes up the low desert. Um, so we're about 3,000 to 3,500 in elevation up here. We have mountains. We have actual mountains. So they get snow Normally every year, and, but and down the here at the valley floor, we don't. And the weather's nice. I mean, it, it, it may get cold or warmer than, say, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but as far as extremes go, we don't really see that. In California, now I'm talking if you step back, in California as a whole. California as a whole, it depends on what part of the state you're in. Um, San Francisco, LA, San Diego, they're always kind of what they are, just in weather. Here in the, the Antelope Valley... Yeah, they're all yeah. kind of mild, a little humid. And that's what I mean is desirability. So yeah. in, in talking about real estate, that everyone wants to come to California. Yeah. Oh, look at the weather. Look at the... Yeah, um, there's definitely know, a glitz. Practice. There's a glitz and glam to California. You know, when you're, say you're from Ooh, California. Ooh, movie stars. Yeah. Oh, you must be you live on the beach. Like, I've lived in California my entire life, and I've never once lived near the beach. I've always Same. I've lived in the mountains. And I've lived in the desert, and people don't even realize that those things are in California. Um, so I've lived at uh, I've lived at seven thousand feet, and I've lived at three thousand feet. I've lived in desert, mountain, cold, warm. So the high desert specifically. So Lancaster, Palmdale, um, very hot summers, cold winters, um, very nice falls and springs. Though the, yeah. the week and a half of fall, fall and spring that we get every Pretty year nice. is really nice, but. Um, uh, not a lot of rain. This has been the last week or so has been been an exception, um, but very windy. And wind is common up here. Yeah. If you think about being on top of the of the hill. Yeah. 
there's nothing blocking kind of i feel like in the bay area there's some there's more of a um a blockage yeah so you reduce the winds yeah and up well, here it's like oh. like you get into you go to Nor- uh, new york and you get into the city and it gets windy there but the skyscrapers are blocking you the only problem is um it creates like wind tunnels Oh, so, so you have to make sure it you're like not focuses it. Yeah, <laughs> if you're that. walking through it, it'll like really hit you hard. Um, you gotta pay attention. In the summers, we get up to really about 110, but we really sit probably in the 100 to 105 range in the summers. In the winters, it can get below freezing, but again, um, it's if you've lived in real winters, like you've lived in the mountains or you've lived in the Midwest, it's probably a mild winter compared to those. But for Californians. It gets, and that's it gets what cold. I mean with with the extreme. Like, yeah, there might be some rain, but it's not all the time. Yeah, and up until last week, snow is pretty. You know, is not common. Also, so just that it, it's interesting to just pay attention yeah. and. But if you're gonna move up here, if you're gonna live here in the the high desert, get used to the wind. That's the one you gotta get used to. And you, there are times where you, even if you lived here your whole life. You won't be used to the wind. You'll walk out and it'll be blowing pretty hard. But it does get windy. But you're like, man, I saved I saved money on my mortgage. Now that we've trashed it enough. <laughs> so please come live here. Yeah. This is, uh, we told you it was real. This is what it's, this is what people who live here say. So it's really not as bad as, uh, you'll hear people especially know, they'll kind of bash it because it is a cheaper option to some of the other areas. And it's really not that bad of an area. Um, there are bad areas, sure, uh, but there's bad areas of every place you're going to live in. Yeah. You know, there's the bad neighborhoods and the dangerous neighborhood, whatever they are, the higher crime areas, all that kind of stuff. That's everywhere, though. And you do have some people who only look at the negative. So when you do hear negative advice, just kind of think, oh, okay. But also explore the other options. Like, there's so much good to the high desert. Yeah. Mainly the affordability. Um, you look at... So, so West Palmdale... Uh, which we'll talk about quadrants. We'll talk about the quadrant of, of west and east up here in the AV later. But West Palmdale, which is, I guess, would probably be the most desirable and nicest area we have, uh, is about three hundred and fifty to 400000 right now is the average sales price in that area. Affordable. Which is fairly affordable, especially for California. Like You have to look at the context of the state. That's pretty affordable. Um, west Lancaster is a little bit lower. It's about three twenty. Uh, East East Lancaster's the lowest. It's somewhere between two fifty and three hundred, and then you have East Palmdale, kind of right in that middle range of about two eighty to three twenty, depending on the neighborhood and the size. Because one of the things out here is you could be. My dad always says you could throw a rock and hit a bad neighborhood here, or throw a rock and hit an older neighborhood. There's houses in East Palmdale, West Palmdale, all of them where they're two thousand and five houses. And they're massive two stories. And then literally one neighborhood over is 1985 or 1955 single stories that are smaller. So the average sales price gets skewed a little bit. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. So you have to look at affordability and and, and really where you're But where you're a at. lot of people think, I think nowadays, it, it's too expensive. Yeah. It's too expensive to buy a house. I can't buy a house. Yeah. So I won't. And I don't. And I won't research it and I won't learn. And, and that's what I think I want to do and I want to help is educate people um, so that they understand that they can afford it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you may have to live in a place, and I'm not saying forever, 
This can be only for a short amount of time, but maybe while you while you build at your equity, you're living a little farther away from your family, but you can eventually come back once you build equity and have some money and it's it's the thinking. It's if they're thinking that they can't afford it, well yeah. look, I just you just told us that there's homes under four hundred thousand, meaning if maybe it's just a single person, maybe it's a one income person that they're thinking, Wow, I can now afford my own home, but I just have to drive a little bit. Yeah. It's basically making it accessible to all people. So also when you look at affordability, one thing that people look at is home price. Um, home price is fine to look at, uh, and it's one thing to pay attention to. But when you're really looking at affordability, you're looking at what are your monthly payments. So when you talk affordability, what is affordability? For me, that's month to month. What am I paying? What's coming out? It doesn't really matter what you the the purchase price what matters is what are you paying per month and are you comfortable with that payment because there's a lot of people in California and they have to live somewhere yep so pay pay this 2 grand in rent which is not an outrageous number to think of by any means in anywhere in California it's pretty normal or pay 1500 in a mortgage and yeah you have to live Outside of LA, you have to, you know, it's an hour drive into your work, but you're, you own the home, which is a huge advantage. You have space. Um, you have bigger homes up here. You have areas where you can get some land, you can get some property and we're not built right on top of each other. And there's not 10 million yeah. people like there is in LA or however many people there are in LA. Um, yeah, it's comfortable. I, I think it's more, yeah, that's, that's definitely the way to put that. You know, and it's, I mean, it easily, Santa Clarita could cost you, easily cost you $600,000. For a two-bedroom? Yeah. I mean, I know there's condos at, what you can, what you would pay for a condo in the Santa Clarita Valley, you could come up here and buy a, probably a 2,500 square foot house. Even, our prices are even up and they're not what Santa Clarita is. Or the San Fernando Valley or LA or, I mean, I sold one a couple years ago. It was in Compton. And it was, it was under a thousand square feet. It was like nine hundred and eighty, I think. And it was beat to hell, you guys. It was destroyed. It was an it was an absolute investment property, absolute flip. We sold that for two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Wow. Under a thousand square feet, beat up all that, and he was gonna flip it for like four hundred or something crazy. And it was like a two bedroom. It's like a two and two. And it's it's how close. It is to Los Angeles. They're looking yeah. at the... Woo! You know, people move to big cities because that's where the jobs are at right now or that's where the, the stuff is all at, so... There's so much potential with flipping. Yeah. I see it there. Um, but, yeah, you, you mentioned every... Like, so you're paying... Um, I think the term you... The number you used was 1500 a month. And the, the sales price does matter in the fact that how long do you want to be paying paying the 1500 for yeah you know um so i i see your point there but and and look at it in the short term do you want to pay the two thousand dollars in rent that you're just going to throw away and have nothing to show for it or pay the 1500 a month as you're saying with the mortgage and you're not throwing it away every month you're actually throwing it at yourself yeah you're gaining equity so the reason I talk about not worrying too much about the purchase price is most most people are taking a 30-year loan, right? Most of you are taking a 30-year loan. 
I hope you know that. Some don't, surprisingly, but it's a 30-year loan. Um, most Californians move every five to seven years. Five to seven seems to be the average when Californians make a move. We don't seem to sit in our properties. Like in the East Coast, it's not as high. People tend to sit in their properties a little bit longer. Oh, that's interesting. And hold on to properties and pass them down and stuff like that. California's not like that. Well, I see, for California specifically, growing... I guess this could be anywhere, but as your families grow... Or get smaller if, if they go to college. That's why that's why I justify the five to seven year move. Yeah. In my head. But we have more people moving out of California right now than moving in. But there's still plenty of people here. Right? <laughs> we still have a ton of people, and we still have people coming in. So, um, one of the things. So the Antelope Valley is basically is mostly sustained by the uh, aerospace engineering um, industry. So we're just south of Edwards Air Force Base. Um, so we do a lot of VA here. We have a lot of vets. Uh, we also have um, NASA has uh, one of their things here. Northrop is here. Boeing. All the ones that build the planes and jets for the military are here. And so we have a lot of engineers and people that work at those places. So that really is one of our, our sustaining factors. And it's really kind of a sense of pride for our community if you go down to Lancaster Boulevard. You'll see um, murals of, of test pilots. Mm. Um, if you go to, we have a minor league baseball team here called the Jet Hawks. Um, so Jet Hawks. I have seen one. the, um, there's, there's an airplane museum. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. We've got a couple different things. It's a very big deal out here. I it's thought that was pretty our cool. Our community, kind of sense of pride for our community. And you can, you yeah. can go see where, like our history too. I, yeah. I think it's an actual um, uh, Air Force plane. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So there's ones, um, a lot of people end up here because of those jobs or Edwards. They got transferred into Edwards. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. There's, there's plenty of jobs here too. Not, you know, if, if if you want to come here and department stores, grocery stores, post office, teachers, dental assistants, it's like, it's a, it's a full, you know, community running. So Lancaster's working really hard on Lancaster Boulevard. They're trying to make it that like the downtown area. And they've got some good restaurants and shops and stuff down there. They're building it up. Palmdale has um, basically where our office is at. It's 10th Street West and Palmdale Boulevard. It's where the mall is. Um, there's a bunch of shops and restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of the center of town. That's I would call nice. it the center of town. There's quite a few golf a couple golf courses out here. We have um, two big ones in Palmdale. Uh, we don't have a big one in Lancaster, and then some smaller ones spread throughout Lancaster and Palmdale. Yeah, I'm, that's a goal of mine. I keep seeing all these golf courses out here. They're nice, so I want to I want to learn how to golf. Yeah, that's something I'll I'll be trying soon. So we'll see how that goes. So why else do you think someone should? Why should they buy and why should they buy up here? Hmm. Why would you buy up here? Um, because I can. Because I I, it, I feel like it's attainable. Yeah. Um, or, you know, um, why else? Should, let me. See, that's a good question. Let me think about that. Why would somebody want to buy in Palmdale? And or Lancaster? Lancaster. How about your money goes, your dollar goes farther here? Yeah. You know, maybe your one dollar, like if you wanted to buy a home in, um, in Northern California, let's say in Oakland, California, your dollar may, may not go as far. Long term, yeah. kind of look at the big picture. So my parents moved here in 1984, right after they got married. Um, 
and uh, they already had my dad's my oldest two siblings were already there um, and so they needed space right and my grandma told them about this about Palmdale and it hadn't grown as far west as it is now but in 1984 they could get a two-story 2,000 square foot house for however much they paid for it um, and they they needed the bedrooms right because they were gonna have more kids they needed a yard for the dog like they needed the space and that's why people moved up here is you could get a 2,000 square foot 3,000 square foot house four bedrooms five bedrooms we have these up here available for and they're not a million dollars they're not five hundred thousand dollars they're three hundred thousand dollars or they're 250 if you're in East Lancaster or they're whatever but they're not the expensive lower like the expensive Southern California prices I mean, it's why my family got up here. They The only reason we eventually moved out of that one was, I think they lost that one in the Northridge earthquake. Oh, wow. Yeah. It ended up being close enough that it did damage to the foundation. Um, that's interesting. You bring up a few points. Oh, um, by the way, we have earthquakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a few. Um, and we can have an episode later, too, about insurance yeah. and how earthquakes... California, if you're going to move to California, California has fires and earthquakes. That's what we have. That's pretty much what you got to watch out for is fires and earthquakes. So, just and just how to be safe and yeah. Um, but you bring up a good point into when I hear stories about people who have bought in the '80s and bought in the '90s. If they didn't refinance, if they paid every every mortgage every month, it's paid off. Yeah. Which which means that you don't have rent or you don't have mortgage. Yeah. That biggest expense is gone. Yeah. And I. When I realized that, I'm like, whoa, buy real estate and wait. Don't wait to buy real estate. Yeah. And that's a quote. um, I forget his name. Something Rogers. um, Because I wrote an article on LinkedIn the other day. I thought that was cool. I thought, let me jot down some of my real estate notes and thoughts. And um, yeah, because over time, that's what it does. It's not get get rich quick. Yeah. It's pay down um, a debt so that you own it. Yeah. Whether it's you or renters, you're you're paying yourself. You're investing. Yeah. I always say like you invest in yourself, and that's what I mean. It's like own it. Or what the another quote is. You probably know who the author of this quote. Buy land because they're not making it anymore. Yeah. Do you know who that who the who the quote of that guy? No. So we're gonna have some show notes and we're gonna put it in there. Um, they're not, they're not making land anymore. We're just trading. And so maybe, you know, you're working extra to Mark Twain, Mark Twain. Yeah. There we go. So you're making money to get, get more land. Yeah. Yeah. They're not in factories like making it any, you know, or they're not just printing more money cause we need it. So a lot of times you get, um, I get. I actually. I just had this question. It's funny. This po- that it popped in my head. I just had this question yesterday. I was getting a haircut, and um, she, the stylist asked me, um, "Oh, do you think the you think the market's going to drop?" Mm. Well, what I mean by market drop and what they mean by market drop are probably separate things. As a realtor, when I talk about a market drop, when I talk about a market change or a shift or a correction, I'm talking about just that. A correction is. Prices got too high. People couldn't afford it anymore. So prices came back to the buyer pool, right? Simple supply and demand kind of stuff. 
I simply mean that they're going from 320,000 to maybe 300,000 or the average sales price goes 300 to 280. That's not a crash. That's not a drop. That's a correction. Um, what, what I think the community or the, or society means by anybody outside of real estate means by a market drop is the same crash that happened in 2008 is the market going to plummet. Mm. A lot of people are going, Oh, that's when I'll buy. Cause then I'll get the best price. The problem is what a market crash does to the economy is devastating. Mm. So do I think the market's going to crash anytime soon? No. All indicators are saying, no, it's not going to crash anytime soon. But it will, you know, but if it crashes, what if the job goes? What if your job goes with that? And you thought, oh, I could buy a home, but now my, because of the job loss, you know, or the job reduction from the company, now that's why nobody, nobody can afford it. So yeah. all these homes are sitting on the market. So it's not like, oh, the prices are just going to drop and everyone's going to go like, oh, go get in line to yeah. buy because their means are now yeah. jeopardized in some way. Now I sold, I sold in that crashed market. So uh, mm. 2011 is when we really started selling. And then we, right about 2014 when prices started to rebound, everybody could buy because prices were so low that a bunch of people were, um, were qualifying. The problem was there was only so much available and there were so many people in the qualified category that you are always in multiple offer situations so you were always negotiating against five or six other people it felt like and you always kind of just followed each other from house to house so do i think it's going to crash no all indicators are saying no it's not going to crash and on that note i think they fix a lot of the yeah what you know oh let's let's make the loan requirements stricter yeah so could they're, it, they're not being lenient could it correct possibly but I get a lot of well. I'm gonna, Nobody knows. I'm gonna wait. Well, we have indicators. No one knows specifically, but we can make patterns. We can look yeah. at patterns and we can make educated and... guesses. Um, and all educated Cross guesses our are fingers. Yeah, that's mm. what we hope is happening. <laughs> the biggest indicator is whatever the federal government does with the interest rate. Mm, um, you're paying attention to that. Yeah. That's been going down. Yeah, so that means more and more people are going to be able to qualify when they drop mm. that. Up. Things change, right? But why is it a good time now to buy? Well. Why she was talking about not waiting, and this is why it came up. Is here's why I wouldn't wait. The price, the the payment difference between three hundred thousand and two hundred eighty thousand over the course of a thirty year loan is honestly not that much. Tiny. It's very little. Tiny, because it's spread out over thirty years. The cost difference between your interest rate changing is a much bigger deal uh... for your monthly payment. So the difference between three and a half and four percent is a much bigger deal of than, money that you're paying. Yeah, of actual monthly payment money. So Ooh, good it's point. a good time now to buy because yes, prices are up, but they're not so ridiculously high that you'll never see equity. Like people who bought in two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, probably will never see equity in their home because mm. until they pay it down. True. Because the prices were just ridiculously high. We're not at a ridiculous point where we'll never see equity again. And our interest rates are still low enough. If you can afford the monthly payment, it's better to own a home. All indicators say it's better to own a home. It's better for your neighborhood. It's better for you. It's better for your children. It's We've seen... So they've done studies that people who come from home ownership homes um, score better on tests. They have better mental uh, mental health. They are considered happier they do better in school. They seem to have more friends. They seem to be more... Like, it's like... Like, all positive. All positives point towards areas where you have higher home ownership. You obviously have uh, pride of ownership. So people take care of their neighborhoods. You have less crime. You have better schools. 
well, here's the mindset that I think some people have, but I can't afford it, you know, and that's maybe why we're, we're launching this podcast to, to give information and say, hey, let's think about this in a different way yeah. kind of thing, like kind of change your mindset. So follow us on one of the social medias, mostly me on the social medias. You don't have to follow her. Um, follow me. I want to know if you guys have listened to this, what does afford, I can't afford it mean to you, right? And Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad always said he never allowed, mm. I can't afford it, right? Want, can I speak on that? Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, they have this mm. mindset of um, I can't afford it instead of having, um, coming up to it like how can I afford it? Yeah. And that makes your mind think of ways to get to the end line instead of just stopping and not even going into the creative phase. Like, yeah. oh, how can I figure? Like, how can I figure it out? Like he, he I says love in, Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad Poor Dad. He talks about he goes changing the mindset to how can I afford it? Change forces your financial genius to come out. We all know there's a way we can afford it. We all know there's a way we can be better with our money. It's just how. And then make that the plan. Now, it's and don't often, be afraid. Don't yeah. be afraid to talk about money. I mean, yeah. we t- we have our discussions about money. I think, and they don't happen at every table, or um, no. they don't. They pop up when we're reading a book on it, or something's going on, and we'll we'll bounce ideas off each other. We'll, but we do bring it up, like how much we're gonna make. More importantly, how much are we gonna keep? Keep. All right. It's not how much money you make; it's how much money you keep. But when you talk about affordability, so this this whole first podcast is why should I buy a house? Or, and kind of introducing you to us in the Antelope Valley. Um, affordability is, it, it's, where was I going? It was, why should I buy a home? We know all the factors there, but. How can I afford it? How can I afford it? There's down payment assistance programs. There's from the state. There's from the lender. There's from, you can get a gift. You can, um, you can, buy you can not spend. Yeah, you can save up your money, and, and, and if you get a bigger down payment, you can change your interest rates. Before you start paying down on um, cards and credit cards and stuff like that to change your, your credit score, talk to a lender first because paying off certain things certain ways does better for your credit score than others. See, people will make big like pay-off things. They don't necessarily want to see you can pay things off. They want to see that you can make consistent payments. Mm, monthly. So talk to a lender before you do that going, how can I increase my credit score? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to introduce our listeners to yeah. Keller Mortgage. Yeah, and out here in Lancaster, future. Palmdale, if you go outside of like the city limits, so you go into Roseman and some of the outside areas, you can get what's called USDA loan. It's a Department of Agricultural loan. It'll help you with your down payment and closing costs. So the, the idea that I can't afford it means you haven't been presented all of the options, which means you need to talk to us as your realtor and have us present you all the options. Because I just had this yesterday where they're like, oh, we can't really afford it. The hairstylist was like, I can't really afford it right now. We're, we're doing all this stuff. I told her all of the options. I started presenting different options. And she's like, I didn't even know those were a and thing. And I love, this is why I love real estate. Each each situation is different. Yeah. So depending, and say I'm talking to a client and, oh, by the way, um, I used to serve in the military. Well, then a whole bunch of doors open up. Yeah. Something, you know, the VA loan and no money down. Um, I don't have access to that. But yeah. maybe in a conversation with a client that I'm speaking to, they may not even know that that's available to them. So, so we'll do a full episode on VA um, loans because VAs are 
treated a certain way by people and they shouldn't be treated that way. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about a VA loan. And so what we'll do is we'll maybe we'll bring in a lender or something and we'll, we'll have them sit down or maybe we'll just do some research and talk a little bit about VA loans because there's definitely some misconceptions about loans and everything. Um, we'll do full episodes on solar. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll definitely do an episode on solar, you guys. A lot. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Talk to your realtor before <laughs> you do anything with solar. But we'll, we're going to do a full episode on, on um, what a realtor does what we do for you, why you should use us. Um, some quick ideas is um, we're the experts in the area, right? We understand the contracts. We understand the market. We understand we understand things like solar. We understand things like trends. We understand things like who to get in touch of if we don't know the answer. So um, title, escrow, lending, home warranties. Home warranties are, there's a lot of misconceptions about home warranties and what they do and don't cover. Um, there's natural hazard disclosures. There's insurance you have to have if you're in a flood zone or a fire zone or a seismic zone. Spoiler alert, if you're in California, you're in a seismic or fire zone. That's just how our state works. There are places where you, you can't get fire insurance because you're in such a dangerous fire area. Um, there's parts in the Antelope Valley, and we're a dry desert where we're flood zones simply because of how the how the valley is situated mm -hmm. and where your house is. But, yeah. And I've seen it where... I helped one person buy on one side of the street and they were in the flood zone and the other side of the street isn't. And that will require a little bit more insurance. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think insurance too is something. But thank you for listening. And you can find me on Instagram. Um, uh, my my at name is Realtor Trizuto. R-E-A-L-T-O-R-T-R-I-Z-U-T-O. -E can I clarify something, by the way? Sure. It's Realtor. Real Tur. And I think uh, not realtor, real oh tour, realtor. Um, so find me on Instagram. What's your Instagram name? Instagram is James Talbot Realtor. Um, just like they think there might be a dot in there. Uh, we can put that in show notes too. Well, this might go up on YouTube as well, so it'll be down in the description. Um, so it'll be down there in the description. I'll link all of them. Um, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. YouTube, TikTok. hit subscribe. She's on TikTok. We're on all of them. Um, please, 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 if you guys have any real estate questions, let us know. We're more than happy to answer them. Because we're we real do. realtors, and we're here to give it to you real and, um, this and is, educate. This has been the Real Real Estate Rundown by Real Realtors. See you next time.